this is Will, the voice of Andrew. What a wild couple of weeks, huh? So many events that have taken place within the past 14 days. I definitely know them, and I'm reflecting on them now. Okay, uh, to be honest, I recorded this intro ahead of time because I'm traveling for the next few weeks, so I have no idea what's happened. I hope good things, but just in case, here are some broad reactions that you can, you know, apply as appropriate. Wow, what an inspiring event. I'll never forget these days for the rest of my life. On behalf of the Heroes Die podcast, we apologize for the things that Ben said and are taking this opportunity to learn and grow from this mistake. And finally, thanks so much for liking, subscribing, and reviewing our podcast. We're so proud to be the number one podcast in the world, and it wouldn't be possible without you. Yeah, yeah, I think those should cover it. Enjoy this episode of The Heroes Die. Hey, folks, how's it going this oh, week? Oh, hey, what's going on, everyone? Hi. Hello. Good to see you all. Good to see you all. Um, I got a question for you this week. When you reach for a snack at home, when not a lot is going on, you're not entertaining, this is a snack, a personal snack, what are you reaching for? You going salty? You going sweet? Do you have a regular? Do you mix it up? Do you choose at the grocery store what it, what's going to happen this week in the snack department? Or do you have your regular go-tos? Morgan, I know that yours is cereal, but I'm wondering what <laughs> else what else it might be, if there is anything else. So I can't tell the truth is what you're saying. Yeah, you got I'm, asking, <laughs> I'm asking you to Roll laugh. <laughs> I do chips. <laughs> Potatoes. That's a normal thing that people eat when they're not having full meals. I eat chips. I just put milk on them. Uh, <laughs> a place to start is like nuts. Love nuts. Yep. Question, Harold. Follow up question on that. Is that something that you eat in the house or is that something that you keep at like the office or both? Both is a fine answer, but like, are you eating nuts at home? Yeah, I am. Yep. Got a big old, we, we have an actual, we call it a snack depot, and it's mostly filled with three <laughs> kinds of nuts. That's is you and your wife to call it the snack yeah, depot. The snack depot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did it come as a snack depot, or did you create the snack it's, depot? It's more. Of, it was like a little, a little, um, almost like a hutch uh, that we've we've converted into what into the snack depot. Who do named the sign for the snacks? Depot, that, I was going to say, do you have to sign for the snacks that you take from it? <laughs> Uh, you, you know, I think it's honor system. Um, you think it is? You better make sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, where a rift is, in that new marriage years? Where is the snack depot right now? Is it in Chicago or Mexico? Yeah, no, it's it's back in Chicago where I am now, um, and it's it's in our pantry. Oh, that's awful sweet. So, what's in the snack depot? There are nuts in it. Yeah, there's peanuts, almonds, macadamias, uh, some walnuts right now. Nice. And bevy of them. All in separate bags. Pistachios. Yeah, actually, yeah, those two. Um, yeah, separate bags. Whoa. Keep them fresh. Anything not a nut in the snack depot? Uh, yeah, there's some, um, you know, those bagel crisps. Uh, we, we get the everything uh, flavor of the bagel crisps. Hell yeah. Dipping bagel crisps hummus. when I was a kid occupied such a bizarre space because I... Given the frequency with which they were in my house, I understood them to be a very rare and precious commodity. Yes. Like something you could only get at the grocery store like in when they were in season, like they were raspberries <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Good everything bagel crop this year, so we got lucky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. As an adult, I understood that, no, no, no. Uh, you can get those whenever you want, just like goldfish. Is that, Is that your snack, yours? goldfish? 
Goldfish is one of the things that I, I keep in the house as a snack food for an adult. Goldfish, highest thing on my list of food that I am going to open in the grocery store while I am walking around. Oh, I do that. Oh, you're one of those people? Oh, I yeah. can't. Yeah, <laughs> no, pandemic must have been rough for you. Huh? I think that's, <laughs> I, I honestly, I judge you. I think that's so classless. I hate it. I hate <laughs> yeah. it. I hate Gross it so too. Much. Like ugh. People would eat at the grocery store. I'm like, you haven't, this isn't yours yet. <laughs> you're doing a crime. Yeah. You can't do that. It's about to be. It's about to be. Um, I'll take a hawk of, of French bread the literal second I leave the grocery store. Uh, like, oh, sure. Yeah. Once it's out the doors. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's in the car. Yeah. yeah I don't bed, care what yeah, you do sure. then. Yep. That's your own but problem. Then, like, your hands are touching the grocery yeah. cart and then the food in your mouth. Like, ooh. That's a me problem. When yeah, when it you, is. When you head into the cashier, <laughs> it's is it a problem, even, though. Like, we've identified that. No, I usually roll the top back down. It folds nicely. Hmm. Do you complain about it having been open? <laughs> Can I get this half off? <laughs> like, so I'm bit into it. Yeah, every time I go to the grocery store, I make a pretty big deal about it. Yeah. <laughs> Huge line stacking up behind him. Yeah. No, no. It, and it it does stress some people out. Like if Morgan and I were to go to the grocery store, I certainly next time we do this, uh, I will open the goldfish that I buy and start eating them. Um, and I will call security on you. He's <laughs> <laughs> right there, sir. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Check his yeah, fingers. No. You'll see the dust. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the idea of just going, getting to walk into any store and use the merchandise without paying it really, hopefully, limited to a grocery store, uh, like a bank. How about on the grounds that it will soon be yours? <laughs> yeah. Like when I go into, like I'm doing, quote unquote, in armed robbery and go into a bank, I'm simply taking the cash that will eventually be mine once I earn it. You know, I'm just doing it in an expedited set. manner. Yeah. Walk onto a used car lot. Get in one and just start driving it because you intend to pay for it. Pretty Morgan soon. gets it. I'm going to work today. I get my paycheck on Friday and then I'll give you the money. Yeah, for once I, yeah. <laughs> I need something to get to work first, though. You see how the whole system is jammed up here. I think we can all see why these are flawed comparisons. Uh, so anybody. Or why I, capitalism I do really like, is a failed system. Maybe you need the energy to make it to the checkout line. You know, to get that food in you first. Hmm. I do, uh, I do, did stop doing this during the pandemic for sure. I didn't walk around pulling my mask down, munching on goldfish. Fucking patient zero, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, in a similar vein to goldfish, one of my primaries is absolutely cheese and crackers. I like those Triscuits with uh, flavor dusted on them. Have never opened those in the grocery store. Uh, and a nice sharp cheddar cheese. That is like high, high on the list of favorite snacks. Oh, yeah. Rudy? It's usually something sweet, but toast with butter and jelly. I love toast. Like an any time of day type thing. Yeah, I try not to have it multiple times a day, but I always have that with breakfast. And um, if I don't have a proper dessert in the house, I'll have it for dessert. I don't really like chomp on shit during the day, though. What's hmm. your jelly yeah. of choice? I feel like this is... Strawberry. Okay. Hmm. Brand, sure. brand loyalty? Uh, Smucker's Natural. Um, yeah, it's quality. Yeah. I also am a big fan of Smucker's um, <laughs> Natural punk, uh, Chunky Peanut Butter. We got to mm-hmm. stir it because of the oil. Yeah. It's very good. Shit's I'm all quality. about natural peanut butter now. We got the Sucker teddy bear. For smuck. Yeah. Sucker for Smucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you well, with a name like Smucker's, you know it's good. Yeah. When was the last time any of you had an Uncrustable? 
Oh man, that, now that was now that was a snack I used to have. Yeah, those were that, fucking killer. Those are I great. Had, I had my first one uh, this past you. summer when I, it was the first thing I ate uh, in the hospital after like literally no solid food for like four days. I housed that thing. It was fucking manna from heaven. Holy shit, dude! Oh, it's the so gusher good. of sandwiches. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> oh, like so good. Hot Pockets were definitely a huge part of my teenage years. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> remember when we tried that. to convince Sam what a dumpling was and wasn't? And that took us an hour and a half? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah. What the fuck was yeah. up with that, Sam? A hot yeah. Pocket is a dumpling. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> it's, not. it's a pastry. All right. Hot pockets. Yeah. Also, imagine consider. I just don't consider that much of that big of a thing a snack anymore. But as a teenager, it was like, oh sure, oh, yeah. eight hundred <laughs> calories an hour before dinner. Have fun. <laughs> I've been eating this stuff. It's this sweet and spicy Cajun trail mix. It's, this is Southern Grove version. It's pretty good. Um, it's got peanuts, butter toffee peanuts, Cajun style corn sticks, roasted corn. Honey roasted sesame sticks and almonds. You can hear it there for us. Yeah, that's good <laughs> pretty good. Keep, wow, that, keep that stuff on me. Yeah, it's a it's a nice it's a nice snack when you can hear it. Yeah. Oh yeah, in your mouth, outside your mouth, everywhere, man. You gotta hear your snacks if you're getting it. My goodness, Cool. God, you know, I'm I'm similar to Rudy, not like a huge throughout the day kind of snacking guy. Um, they weren't a big thing in my house, as I think I've alluded to on seven or eight occasions. Um, general junk food was like not a thing. So I don't know. I think I'm similar to Will. It's like I'll have two or three different types of nuts at any given time. And some of those will come with me to school and some of them will stay home. Yeah. And that's me snacking. Honey pretzels are good, too. No, they're not. That's the end no, of the conversation. <laughs> um. <laughs> You're wrong. Sam goes into a grocery store, rips the bag open, and pours those on the ground. <laughs> no one will be owning these anytime soon. <laughs> Cer- certainly not me, sir. Excuse me. Uh, I need to get to aisle three where the goldfish are. Where your goldfish are. <laughs> your goldfish are. <laughs> where my goldfish are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sam actually for for your ethos to work here you would have to always ask excuse me um where in the store can i find my bread <laughs> <laughs> sorry you guys rearranged a bunch of stuff where's my milk did you mean like you lost your cart sir or <laughs> no 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 my bread my milk oh god oh god it is it is uh it is perhaps something that i um should I stop, should stop doing. doing yes we can all agree yes Yep. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I got uh, no transition into the fact that you're approaching this monastery, but it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're munching on snacks as we as we turn the corner. Honesty counts. Yeah, <laughs> I, just say, I just say no segue is fine. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, yeah. I'll I'll stretch for it. I'll stretch for it. Um, in much like my trips to the grocery store. When I eat goldfish, your approach to the hermitage has thus far been uneventful. No good. You followed the directions Tabitha gave you. You followed the coast north a few miles after uh, proceeding to it about 10 miles west of town. And then you proceeded up the rocky coastline until you found the path leading down to the monastery. 
at which point you descended this path and it's narrow and damp and railingless and like max five feet wide. There's heavy winds at this point along the coast and it is something of a forbidding path that you are treading. You go down about a few hundred feet until it levels out and then you're just following the coast about 50 feet above the sea level. You round a turn along the cliff face and see still a bit of a ways off what must be the monastery entrance. It's a building that looks to be built into the cliff behind it. And from where you are, you can see that the path widens a bit into something that looks like a rough courtyard out front, pushing out maybe 50 feet, 40 feet from the front of the building before dropping off into a cliff that just drops 50 feet down to the sea, uh, roughly the same level that you're at right now. As you get a bit closer, another building takes shape, smaller just beyond the first. You're within about 50 feet of the front doors when you make some perception checks. Oh, that's a shame. 17 for Leighton. 24 for Sven. 26. 24 as well. 24, 24, 26. All of you notice at basically the same time. As you're approaching, Eugene, Sven, Andruk, all are just like, freeze. Tuned into them, Leighton on Claude, the professor who is just like, this is really a marvelous view. <laughs> Stop as well. The three of you have spotted up ahead some lumps on the courtyard. They blend in pretty well with their surroundings, but you can see that they're not rocks or debris. They look to be creatures. We should all go to the map. Yeah, it'd probably help. Huh? That'd be nice. Yeah. I'm imagining this kind of like the um, the final sequence from the Half-Blood Prince when they're like going to get the locket from that place on the English coast. Mm-hmm. And it's like barren cut rocks with water being like thrown up against them from the sea. That's really nice imagery. And that's exactly what it's like. But like not exactly to, so as to avoid like copyright stuff. Yeah, but like it, yeah. it's evocative. Of it, you could say. An homage? So yeah. Professor Snape approaches you. <laughs> <laughs> just Let's doing just a... read aloud from Half-Blood Prince. That's the best <laughs> one. It's pretty good. It's, it's good fantasy. So. <laughs> As we polygon reveal. Woo-hoo. All of us Woo-hoo. are still on a different... Yeah, I'm yeah still I think we're all up. still... We're still at the church. Church. Dude, you guys are still at the church. You need to get over to the hermitage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just a big, sexy coastline here. (laughs) And I'm going to show you what you're looking at. All of you can see this now as those who caught them initially point them out. Oh, friendly. Anybody want to give that a description? Like, sexy, but like... (laughs) Well, let's not put some personal choices. Like toothy, you know what I mean? Like dangerous. Dangerous, but like like, understands you. Like that's kind of fun. It's the eyelashes though, right, Will? Oh, yeah. Cole, do you want to hit this? (laughs) (laughs) It it appears. (laughs) (laughs) It it does look lubricated. My answer is yes, regardless. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, no, to Rudy's point, it does look extremely well lubricated. It appears to be a, a toad of some manner with really, I mean, just bewitching eyelashes and mucus and slime dripping off of most of the stuff that points off of it. Yeah, like the fangs. Tusks. Yeah, yeah, they're like tusks. Uh, yeah. A walrus frog if I ever saw one. <laughs> the other thing... I think those are, those are horns, not eyebrows, right? Kind of like a bearded dragon sort of, sort of look. Like a crest? Yeah, I would say like bearded dragon spiny growths as opposed to hair on that reptile. Super fuckable. The other thing is, <laughs> as... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> as the winds whip around you... You catch a whiff of them, and it smells foul. Well, never mind. What do y'all do? <laughs> Offer it a breath mint, clearly. <laughs> He's not going to let him be embarrassed. Is there a knowledge check, Sam? Good lord. Yeah. Yeah, have we, have we seen these things before, like, ever in our lives? <laughs> Good way of phrasing Cole's question there, Ben. Yeah, um, yeah you can give me uh, a nature check. All right. 13, 21, 21. Yeah. You recognize a slurk when you see it. Slurk. Oh, yeah. What do I The slurk is a sticky tusked frog beast found in underground layers and caves. (laughs) I feel like that's what I said. Yeah, I could have told you that. It's like kind of sexy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. If you're, in, if you're into iguanas, which I am. <laughs> do we, I mean, like, do we know slurks to be, like, violent? Or are they skittish creatures? Like, uh, So they don't have, like, an alignment. Right. Yeah, no, I'm not the moral fiber of it. I'm more just, is it a violent <laughs> animal or not? Like, like I, if I walk up to a deer, I know that deer is probably not going to rush me. Well, is that the same case for a slurk? How sunny is it outside? They probably... <laughs> They're probably really slow if it's overcast, right? They're reptiles. <laughs> uh, is this the information that you were interested in, Leighton? Or is this just uh, Ben being like, hey, have I ever seen this before? And like, is it aggressive? Uh, no, actually, I, I think I have Ben's same demeanor question. Like, yeah. is this something that I think we're going to have to fight? Or is this something that I think we're not going to have to fight? You know that they are large and carnivorous. In right? So like going over there and just poking it with a stick it could piss it off you know it's not entirely clear they could be driven off perhaps uh you don't know but they're not deer you definitely know they're not deer but if you do poke a deer with a stick it might also attack so that kind of throws that out i don't yeah and i think the the question there is how likely am i to get in proximity of a deer such that i could poke it with a stick you go quiet It's, it's it's in the realm of possibility Recall that Ben is aspiring to be a pioneer, so I mean, yes. the, the myriad survival skills he'll need to pick up, you can't even That's imagine. That's right. <clears throat> Skilled with a staple gun, wants to be a pioneer. <laughs> uh, these gigantic fanged frogs are not as skittish as deer. That is something you do know. Is there anything mm-hmm. else I can tell you? Uh, what does the slime do to us? The slime? Yeah. You know that they are basically constantly secreting it. And anywhere that they have been recently is going to be slick. It mechanically is treated as uneven ground with a DC 18 balance check. All right. I think Leighton is sort of like wiping the sea spray away as he says, good eyes, friends. I 
do believe they're dangerous to us. They, they maybe could be swayed if we had something to feed them and, and lead them away with, but if we don't, I imagine they'll have a protective mentality around this area. The slime is nasty. Watch your footing. Ace, maybe we catch a seagull or something and offer it as tribute? Uh, Leighton, this pings. You know that one of their primary foods, particularly for coastal areas, would be seabirds. Ben, yeah, who's the hero now? <laughs> Duke's already on singing his bow. He's, you know, getting ready. Sven, that's genius. Uh, very good. Uh, yes, it, we shoot a bird. Do we try to drive a bird? Sam, can, do I see any seagulls? Um, is this the plan that you guys are going with? And tell me what it looks like. You're, you know, within sight of them right now. They're not reacting, but tell me what this looks like and what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I think that Druk has pulled out his bow. I think shooting things down is something he has the ability to do, and he's going to try to contribute that to the group by, you know, capturing a seagull. All right, yeah, and I think capturing if, a seagull with an arrow, yeah, with an arrow yeah. through its throat. Lethally capturing it, but I think like I felt, if we I do really get, mean, I felt bad about saying murdering a seagull for the group. I don't know. It's, <laughs> if we do, like, if we do manage to, to bag one, then we want to like toss it over by like the cliffside or so to like draw them away from the door and then like quickly rush while they're distracted by it. Yeah, I I love this plan. There are birds around where you are, though right now, any that might be within range are out over the cliff edge. It might take a few minutes of waiting until you can shoot a bird that is in range and in the proper position between you and the slurk, mm. right? And then the plan here is, do you want to shoot the bird such that you can retrieve it before the slurk does, or do you want to try to down a bird such that it pulls the slurks away from the doors. I guess the latter seems like the easiest solution. It, see, it, it does seem like there is a larger sort of field where that is the case, as opposed to downing a bird in between you and, and the slurks. Particularly yeah. given that the area behind where you are, that you are coming from, is very, very narrow. Yep, got it. So I'll what's try the, to hit a What's seagull. the range on your bow? Uh, it's 60 feet in its first range increment, but I think I can hit up to 120 feet away. Okay, cool. Sam, does Leighton see anywhere that he could stand such that blasting off a gust of air at 500 feet of range from that position would help move seagulls into the path we want them? Yeah, absolutely. There are rocks beyond what looks like a shed on the far side of the doorway. And there are birds perching uh, along those. So you think that you could do a gust of wind towards the slurks, startling the birds off of the stone and pulling them closer. So yeah, you believe that that will make it easier. Great. Whenever you're ready, just give me the signal and I'll send them a light. Yeah. And I think Drew's going to um, give himself a quick slap on the face and say, you got this, um, and give himself guidance for this next shot. Give himself guidance for this next shot. Absolutely. Give yourself a plus two for Cole's help there as well, because cool. that's going to be pulling them closer to you and sort of controlling their flight. All right, here we go. Not great on the die, but let's see if we can overcome it. Um, six plus 11 plus 
three is 20. Now, is that accounting for it being outside of your first range increment? Because it is more than 60 feet away. Okay, got it. I didn't know that. So I think it's minus two outside of my first range increment, which make, would make it 18. 18? Yeah. Nice. You down a bird just north of the first slurk. Now, you can get off another shot very quickly for these first startled birds. And if you can, both slurks are going to be interested in what you're doing. Otherwise, it'll take some time for the birds to reset for them to be in this range. But if you get two birds right now, I'm going to say you're going to be able to get to that door of the monastery, not the shed beyond. Clear. Let's do it. Um, and should I take my multiple attack penalty? Because, mm-hmm. okay. yeah, it's, you are going, foom, foom. you're trying to take two birds out inside of six seconds. I mean, this is yeah. like duck yeah. hunt. Yep. Uh, that's a 16 on the die plus wow. uh, eight. So what, 24? Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, just two boom, boom. birds down. Very well done. I know we're being stealthy right now, but that was awesome. <laughs> that was glorious. Absolutely. That is, that is great work. Both slurks go hopping over to the edge and begin gorging themselves on seagulls, which is in the text of the adventure why they are up here. It's because they are feasting <laughs> on seabirds. <laughs> Amazing. So then I said it I said it earlier and I'm not sure you heard me, but hero point for you. That was <laughs> that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Very nice, dude. Congratulations. So yeah, they are gorging themselves over there. You can get to the door of the monastery. Let's fucking go quickly. As uh, you get closer, uh, let me give you a little bit of text here. One moment. Oh, okay. So actually as the rest of you go running ahead, it takes a second. Uh, Leighton stays behind, totally eyes glazed over, staring out to sea, and then sort of like wakes up and, oh, oh, wonderful. He must have hit them. Come, Claude, come. Um, and they canter up behind him. I'll give you a little bit of flavor text uh, about these two buildings. They hug close to the cliff wall, and this stone one looks like it merges completely with the cliff. The stone that it's made of is blackened in places as though from severe spot fires and the other appears to be a large shed made of wood around the rock that you're walking on are more of these blackened rock spots it looks just like there was an intense fire in dozens and dozens of places around this rough courtyard you have made it up to this door quite quietly. Now, what you're looking at now are two large double doors made of wood and ornately carved. The left door depicts Gozra as he is in his sky god form, rising from a whirlwind with lightning in his hand. And on the right door, Gozra is in her sea goddess form, surrounded by a whirlpool. And all of you can tell that the artisanship on this is amazing. And also, given what you've had to get here, it kind of dings in the back of your head, like how wild it is, 
how few people get to see this. It's hard to get to. Not many people live here. Breathtaking. Absolutely breathtaking. What do you do as you get to the door? I think Sven wants to sort of uh, take stock of the door and just see, like, how heavy it is and if he's able to, you know, open it, but also just to see, like, how much noise it would make if it were to, so it's not attract the attention of the slurks. Absolutely. Give me a perception check. All right. Oof. Uh, that'll be 12. You don't really know how noisy it would be, right? You could make some inferences as a player based on the fact that this is a very wet area, right? You're 50 feet above the sea. And when you turn around and look out over the cliff, you can see salt spray coming up over this cliff. Like the the stone that you're on is still damp up here. But Sven doesn't know, right? You, you, you don't tell much from looking at it. Does anyone else want to make a similar perception check? Yeah, sure. Never mind. <laughs> Both of you... I ripped my like, own eyes out. <laughs> You're just too awestruck by the beauty of the carvings. Really. Yeah. That, that, is, that, that is very well the case, right? You, you run up, and what you're perceiving with those is just like, oh, man, this is beautiful. And the details of it, mechanically, aren't coming through. It does look, to the rest of you and to those who failed their perception checks, like a big, stout door. I think we are working on borrowed time here. It is probably best interest to make a way inside. Yes, yes. Do I think Claude will fit inside? Claude is... You're going to fit inside with Claude on his back just looking at these doors. But, you know, whether or not this is part of the adventure path that when you emailed me asking if it was a good idea to have a mount... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I said, well, there will certainly be some places where it's more challenging. Whether or not this is one of those places, you don't know yet, brother, because you're not inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, it was just whether or not I was going to have to, like, send him away. Yeah. It's just like, do I need to redesign my character, Sam, a couple weeks before we started playing? <laughs> playing Pathfinder, though, probably going to be a dungeon crawl. It's true. Leighton will hop off. I think they're going to go side by side. Bell out of order. Please knock. (laughs) Yeah, what do you want to do, right? The slurks are eating, but this is not a forever thing. Like, we got to keep it moving. Yeah, Sven's going to push the door open or pull it out, whatever uh, is the case. Yeah, it's, it's clear that this is a push door. You push initially, and there's a bit of resistance, but it's like one of those things where it gives a little bit doesn't make a lot of noise as you do that you give it you know that it's going to take a firm push to get it open you said you opened the door i just wanted to give you that piece of detail do you want to give it that firm push yeah firm push it all right so sven (laughs) shoves open these two beautifully carved doors as you enter the hermitage of blessed lightning Imagine like Aragorn entering like Helm's. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Sven is absolutely doing it in slow motion as you guys are like, get the fuck through the door. (laughs) We know it looks cool. Get get in there, get in there, get in there. And this is what the first room looks like. 
Oh, F3. F3. Wow, F3. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so embarrassing. I can't believe you guys know this room is For the F3 audience at home, now. there's uh, it says F3. I do a perception check on the big F3 painted in the fucking center what of the floor. What could it mean? Oh, my God. Do you think God, it's tied have, with the monks? I have absolutely no idea. Distribution warehouse. Is that on the map layer? Just where our characters look up into the sky and see five weirdos staring down at them, drinking beers and eating chips. <laughs> F3 is off the map. The stone chamber contains four columns, two shaped like trees and two shaped like coral. On the far side of the room, the west side of the room, a heavy green curtain conceals the hallway leading west. That's not all you see. Mm. You also catch a glimpse of three unexpecting men in gray robes. Time for some diplomacy. They're all clustered around a figure in the corner of the room, swinging down with cudgels and fists and kicking, and you see a face flash between their blows. It's Mayor Jay Aber. Oh. We joined oh. in the beating. We all, we all helped him out. <laughs> we are going to fucking break arms. this guy. <laughs> he is black and blue and bloody. It oh, looks like no. he's been getting the shit kicked out of him the entire time he's been here. Shit. And you see him and he says, Thank the gods you've come. They <laughs> right then, one of them takes his trident, the butt, and cracks him oh. in the temple with it. His face slams up against the stone Ouch. wall, and he drops unconscious. Oh, no. The three of them turn to you. Looks like you've come to the hermitage of Blessed Lightning at just the right time. Ah! Roll for initiative. Wow. Oh, oh dear. Not peaceful, oh, monks. Woof. Natural one. That's not great. Natural 20. Let's blow it. Let's blow it. So that is a 26 for the professor. Is everybody in? Yeah. Ye. Excellent. We've got the professor at 26, Eugene at 23, Leighton at 14, Svend at 13, Andruk at 10. This is the top of round one. The professor, you're out in the wings. You're up first. What do you do? All right, well, the professor will, uh, oh, this is the door here, right? That is the door there. Okay, so what, so there's not any squares here out in the, um, in the wilderness, Sam, so what are we saying the, uh, distances that I have from here to the door? Well, you can use the measuring tape. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> okay. Right, gotcha. All right. Uh, so the professor's going to, uh, st like, run under, um, uh, Sven's legs and, uh, kind of squish himself up into a corner here and say, uh, unhand the mayor! Dishonorable as he may be, he does not deserve to be beaten within an inch of his life. And, uh, he's going to, um, produce... diplomacy check? Yeah. <laughs> Far too quiet. Far too quiet for diplomacy yeah. check. He's gonna produce, um, flame at the red fellow. At the red fellow? In the uh, far southwest corner. Yeah, rip, bud. Yeah, so the professor uh, goes into his normal stance to produce flame, and 
kind of trips a little bit while he does it, and all of a sudden, instead of the normal flame that just comes flying out of his hand to uh, to um, scorch whoever it attacks, a um, giant flaming sphere uh, emerges from his hands and lands uh, and uh, surrounds the uh, guy in red. Oh, priest in red on the southwest shit. side. Wait, uh, is this a different spell? Yes, it is. And the professor, <laughs> the professor is like totally like ah ah like you know he like he's he's like kind of like just barely holding like he's just barely holding on to the sphere that's surrounding uh, the the far priest and he's it's, he's got a really uh, like kind of tenuous hold on it. And what happens? What do this I? This is not what normally happens when I do this. <laughs> and you will give a reflex save. A reflex save? Yeah, you got it. Good luck. Thank you. <laughs> it was sarcastic. Oh, that's a twenty-four, Rudy. Yeah, there you go. Fuck it. No. <laughs> Nothing happens. Next turn. <laughs> Wait. Nothing <laughs> happens. Nothing happens. Wow. All right, nothing happens. That's the professor's turn. But but Sam, you should uh, keep. You should like put a marker uh, that lets you know that 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 flaming sphere is not gone. Is it mobile? You'd have to wait till the next turn to find out. I would rather not, as it will affect what I do to indicate this. Right now, my turn is over. It is my turn is ended with that flaming sphere in that spot. Okay. The Just professor's the never chance. done this before. He doesn't even know if it's mobile. On the off chance that it is, I am going to use a pawn to indicate where this thing is. That campfire is going to represent this flaming sphere, perhaps? In any case, that is the end of Rudy's turn. Eugene, you are up. Actually, what is your perception modifier? Seven. Seven? You go first. Nice. Nice. Okay, Gene's going to come into the building to right here, and then he's going to attempt to cast Tanglefoot on Mr. Blue. Mr. Blue? All right. That's going to be a spell attack of 14. 14 is a miss against AC. Ah, that's my turn. That is your turn. All right. It is my first creature's turn. And to be clear, these are like monks that we're fighting right now. These are appear to be monks that you Not are class fighting. monks, but like actual monks. Like monks of the hermitage or something. Brothers of the hermitage. Yeah, well actually, to be clear, I had said that they were in robes. They are not in robes. They are in what looks like leather armor. They're carrying shields. They have okay. a trident. It looks like they may have been some form of security or if they are monks then they are of a martial class you're not sure what their relationship is to the monastery but they do appear to be of it also there are four columns in the room like i mentioned those are denoted by those black dots so eugene you couldn't move straight forward at blue but i'm going to say that you could cast around that for the sake of that spell like as you were moving into the room Blue is going to step up, seeing two casters or something like them on either side. Going to swing at Eugene, who fired that tangle foot bag at him first. Rolling to hit. Not awesome. 
That is going to be a 17 to hit. That will miss. That'll miss. All right, coming right back at you again. Natural one, for sure a miss. That is his turn. Layton, you're up. I should have taken one of those potions. I forgot where I was at HP-wise. You would have healed up before going on this trip. Okay, okay, great. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, Layton is going to run up along the exterior of this wall, duck between Druk and Sven to get behind Sven, and slap the top of his hammer. Sven, show him how it's done! Uh, and that's going to be magic weapon for the hammer, so plus one to hit, and an additional damage die. Sweet. Excellent. That is my turn. Sven, you're up. You want to do it? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to charge in, uh, stepping there, and I'm going to do a little double slice. Charging in five feet to your west? Yes. Yup. Yeah, I'm breaching the door. Fucking get it. Uh, not great. Uh, 16 to hit? 16 to hit? That is a miss. Damn. Fuck. Second swing. 24 to hit? That is a hit. Nice. Nice. And that'll be seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. Not nothing. Not nothing. All right, that is Sven's turn. A move in double slice. Coming up next, we've got another sexy, sexy Ritenair. Kind of jammed up here. Uh, Is going to step into the corner here, I think. He's going to strike at Eugene in between the pillar and that wall. Eugene, give yourself a plus two to AC. All right, bud? Yeah, I was going to say, certainly there's some coverage there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Going to come at you here with the trident poking in. 16 to hit is a miss. Going to swing one more time with a different die. And uh, another bad roll. So... Wow, awesome. Ducking and dodging traffic. Andruk, you're up. What's going on, bud? Yeah, uh, Druk's going to step directly behind uh, Sven, uh, get into his point-blank shot stance, and then take a shot at Blue, um, who has cover. Okay. Uh, Not great on the die. Um, It'll be 15 to hit. 15 to hit? That is a miss. All right. Uh, well then, that's my turn. All right, three actions there. Coming up on the final creature's turn. He wants to get out of this hot, hot heat. He's gonna step to here. The campfire sphere stays where it is. Looks up, calls out to his buddy, says, Dark! His friend swings out of the way. Just flavor, nothing mechanical there. And he hurls his trident at Scott. <laughs> I really want a critical failure. <laughs> it's Anchorman all over again. We know how this story ends. That is a 20 to hit, Sven. Oh, no. Oh, my AC is 20. Oh. All right. We have Wait. met the DC. Is that including cover? Uh, am I getting the cover? You should get the cover. You would get cover. He's throwing past somebody. Oh, sweet. Yeah, then uh, if it's yeah anywhere above one uh, for coverage, yes. So. All right, yeah, it, uh, it, it, it's flying true, but because he's compensating for his friend in between, it clangs off of your armor, hits the doorframe, falls right next to you. Hell yeah. Nice. 
That is the end of round one. We are at the top of round two. The professor, it is your turn again. What are you going to do? The professor um, sees um, the guy throwing the, uh, the spear at Sven. Spirits, the spear at Sven. And uh, will uh, maneuver his spear towards the spear throwing. You're going to hit the same guy again. going to try. Okay. All right. So I roll a reflex save. You have control of that. And so the professor, with his all his little halfling might, and uh, I've used one action, Sam, to sustain it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I think I'm gaining some form of control over this flaming spear, and uh, aims it towards uh, the fellow that uh, just threw the trident. And do you get to move it as part of that same action of sustaining it? So the text of the spell says. On subsequent rounds, the first time you sustain this spell, you can leave the sphere in its square or roll it to another square within range and dealing fire damage. Each creature in its square must attempt a basic reflex save. So I'm I'm thinking, Sam, that that means that by sustaining it, I can only get to move, it. move it or keep it there once. Yeah, you get to move it. You, the, sustaining it means that you get to move it on that yeah. on that with that action. So go ahead and move it. All right. So he's got to do a ref, another reflex save. I got an 11. Dude, that's not going to cut it. Get roasted. Uh, here we go. Get roasted by this two-dimensional paper. Uh, that is 10 points of fire damage. Hey, above average, right? Above Woo-hoo. average. That's some serious fire damage. And then um, uh, the professor will uh, produce uh, a small bit of flame at the... Uh, the uh, blue uh, centurion uh, that is uh, attacking Sven. All right. And, uh, and he kind of closes his eyes a little because he's afraid another giant flaming sphere is going to come out, but instead a Tui, a little uh, puff of flame, like just flies out of his palm instead. Yeah, no, the, uh, I dig it. I dig it. I, I, I'm picking up <laughs> what you're putting down. <laughs> okay, let's see if that hits. Probably not, but it's worth a try. That is an 18 to hit. 18 is a miss. Okay. Not a bad turn, though. Not a bad turn. Not a bad turn at all. Eugene, it's your turn. What you gonna do, pal? He's gonna keep it simple. And he's gonna try and cast Tanglefoot on Mr. Purple. On a Mr. Purple. Here we go. That's a 14 again. <laughs> is Purple to your north or to your south? He is to my southwest. Southwest? Okay, go cool. on. On my screen, it's coming up pink, but I, I think I have a light filter on right now. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to get a lot of blue light after sunset. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's my turn. All right, that is Eugene's turn. No movement or anything. I don't think he could move if he wanted to. <laughs> no. All right, so this corrupted retainer with the blue dot is going to take a swipe at Svend here. That is going to be a twenty-four to hit. That will hit. Yes. <laughs> Nice. Ooh, baby. Oh, that is going to be seven points of damage. He is absolutely feeling himself. Ooh, add six points of damage to that. Add six points of damage to that. So that's 11 points of damage. Gonna swing again. Seven plus plus six points, 13 points of damage. Yes, 13 points of damage. Thank you. Okay. Nice. One more swing. 
Oh shit! I'm sorry. That hit Rudy. That was two to <laughs> us. Rudy. Right, you are Rudy. <laughs> Holy uh, shit, dude! <laughs> sorry, I, I hit the wrong button on myself. Uh, <laughs> the next is going to be a uh, is above twenty to hit. That's a twenty-three to hit. I'll hit. Oh no! Don't do that. Are you sure, Rudy? It's too late, Rudy. Totally sure. Fucking kill him! Kill that fucking bastard! <laughs> Ooh, oh man, that is going to be 23 points of damage. Holy fuck. fuck. Jesus Christ. I rolled pretty well. Yeah, I should say so. (laughs) (laughs) And then is going to strategically drop back to let his homies into the mix. Is that a retreat? Uh, It's a guarded step. Okay. That is a guarded step. Leighton, you're up. Okay. Um, Leighton, yeah. Leighton um, watches Sven. I imagine, like, maybe that second one, like, tears through a little. And, like, I see the points come, like, jabbing through the side. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, oh, my goodness. Uh, and he sort of lunges forward towards Sven and grabs him. And in that moment, like, when he touches Sven, anybody who's looking would see that his hands light up with the healing magic that you've seen before. But then there's like this blowback that like shoots up his arms and his veins like crawl with white light. But Leighton doesn't notice any of this because his eyes go completely white. And the only thing that he notices is the voice in his set in his head that says, Ah, we've been looking for you. Leighton, Quixtus, Jarvis. And then you are going to get back <laughs> 31 hit points yeah. um, from <laughs> signature spell casting of heal. Which yes! Oh, yes! That is dope, dude. That's huge. Whew. That is huge. So that is the first two turns and he sort of snaps back to wakefulness and he would have had to move to get next to Sven actually would have had to move yeah I, oh, I, yeah, I was wondering about like how did he touch I, it I didn't realize that that was Andrik in front of me I was looking up the rules um, yeah so he would have moved and then done that awesome 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 and I will say this I got one thing wrong about exactly how hard they are hitting Ben you wouldn't have taken quite that much damage but I think Leighton was still keen on healing you. Uh, so anyway, just so y'all know. <laughs> it's not a woman orgasming. It's Cinnamon waking up. <laughs> Cinnamon greeted with its mortal enemy consciousness once more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I had a I had a wonderful dream where I was dead. Shit. <laughs> 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 but anyway, just so just so you all know, uh, twenty three hit point or twenty three points of damage is beyond their reach. They are not hitting that hard. Okay, got it. Fuck them. Yeah, they can't hit us that hard. Next up is Fend. Fend, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, he's pissed. It blew uh, and feels pretty good. So he's actually going to step all the way in 
and swing with double slice at blue. Uh, yeah, that's gonna hit. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, thirty. Thirty is a hit. <laughs> yeah. Thirty is a crit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Ben. Nice. So does that does that double the magic extra die too? Yep. Incredible. So because it's a striking weapon and the way that doubling works in this system, it says that when this happens, you roll the damage normally, adding all the normal modifiers, bonuses, and penalties, then double. And because we have decided to do critical hits differently, I actually do think he would get the extra die because otherwise that 1d6 would be getting doubled anyways. That checks out. That checks out. Um, yeah, so roll total double die for that weapon. 29 points of damage. 29 oh points of damage God. to Blue. Yerp. Good Jeez, Louise. And then falling through with the second swing. Dead. Oh, nice. Don't bother. For um, real? Oh, hell yeah. Nice job, Ben. Follow my second swing through on red. All right, let's see it. <laughs> uh, For 22. 22 is a hit. Nice. nice. Uh, Six points of damage. Six points of damage to red, six points of damage to red. Oof. Wrecking. Inside of the flame. Inside of the flame, taking six points of damage. Sven, maybe singeing his gauntlets there. It is the pink retainer's turn. He guarded steps into close combat with Sven and is going to swing with his trident. An incredibly brave choice, given the events of the last six seconds. <laughs> he just did to his <laughs> That is going to be an 18 to hit. That's a miss. Yeah. Swing it again. That is going to be another 18 to hit. That is a miss. Sure is. Andruk, it is your turn. Yeah, Druk's going to uh, step right inside the door doorway and uh, take a couple shots at Pink. First one is 13 plus 11 is 24. 24, that's a hit on pink. Nice. That's going to be for just five points of damage. Five points of damage. Uh, It sounds like so much more. Yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, And I think he's going to, um, yeah, cast Guidance by yelling at Sven. Bro, that was amazing! <laughs> um, so uh, on your next attack roll or whatever you do, actually any roll, you're gonna get plus one. Casting yeah. guidance through strong broy positivity. <laughs> Bro positivity. I love it. Next up, it is Red's turn. Red in a flaming sphere, also getting chopped by something he may not be able to see. Is unarmed. Is going to take a unarmed. That's right. Guarded step, squeezing in between Svend and that pillar for a single action. And then his eyes film over in red, his lips curl back in a snarl, and he seems to get stronger than he was a moment before. What the fuck? That is one action, one action, and gonna hold. Gonna, Gonna hold on to that last action, doesn't have something he can do with it. A soft landing at the end of round two, top of round three. The professor, it is your turn. Uh, the professor is going to peek around that pillar at the uh, <laughs> newly powered pugilist. That uh, I got no more peas. And uh, is going to uh, 
continue to aim his flaming sphere at it. So he's gonna get an action to sustain it and uh, put it right there. It's surrounding the fellow in red again. Another reflex save. All right, another reflex save. Gotta get a new die. Gotta get a new die. Natural 16, above 20 on the reflex save. No damage. Lives to fight another day. That's a DC 19, though. Hey, I'm still my turn. No, 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 no. uh, Not anymore. I'm the boss. (laughs) An update. That's how you end a podcast, Sam. And so the professor goes, Oh, she's Louise. And uh, is going to uh, attempt to hit the... The red fellow's the guy that just got pumped up, right? Yeah. Is going to uh, attempt to hit him with a ray of enfeeblement. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to take a little bit of cover from the pillar between you and it. Yeah, not too much cover, though. I can see it. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, so uh, that is a 24. 24 is a hit. All right. A fortitude save, please. A fortitude nice save, word. absolutely. Pretty good, pretty good. That is going to be a 22. Ah, it's a success. Uh, you are in fee- the the fellow is enfeebled one. Enfeebled one, all right. Minus one to all of my important stuff. All of your strength-based stuff. Mm-hmm. Layton. Layton um, is Oh, going... did I skip over Eugene? I skipped over Eugene. Sorry, Eugene, it is your turn. Oh, cool. Eugene's going to try and move uh, to right here. Mm-hmm. And then just take a swing at... Did we say pink? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. That's a 21. Excuse me. No. It's a 20 to hit. Excuse me. No. That is a 20 to hit. <laughs> And that's a hit. Cool. Let's roll some damage. That's going to be five points of damage. Not nothing. Not nothing. That's a move and an attack. Something else? Yeah, I'll attack again. Uh, So 17 on the die. Minus five is 12. Plus six, 18. 18. Just a miss. Okay. That's my turn. Layton, you are up. Layton is going to poke his head around this door frame between the professor and Andruk, extend a finger, uh, and little lightning arc bouncing from red to pink. But I sort of imagine the way that it gets around Sven is by connecting with those two pillars and like sort of swimming along the forms of Gozra. Um, ooh. I don't roll. You roll. Darn. That was a natty 19. Uh, two reflex saves, please. Oh, man. Good to get that out of the way. Shucks. Ooh, that's not very good. That is going to be a 12 for north. Mm-hmm. Ooh, six on the die again. Wow. An man. unlikely sequence, but they have both failed. Well, what's nice is that I rolled maximum damage, and this got heightened at this level because it's a cantrip. So yes. that is going to be 11 points of damage to both of them. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you guys are overpowered. <laughs> no more hero points ever. Oh, my God. Layton, is that your entire turn? Oh, uh, I guess technically I do have a move action, but I'm 
No, Leighton is going to stay. Uh, actually, he'll call to Claude and uh, call Claude over and just say, uh, Claude, just keep an eye on those slurks. Yeah, Claude Make is sure they... slurk food for a while. <laughs> oh, Claude, no! <laughs> just bones left. <laughs> One of the things I love about 2E is it does feel like we're overpowered, but we're also, all of our enemies are striking at like plus a thousand at any given moment. Yeah, I mean, I almost did just get one shot there. <laughs> little numbers fudging, but... In all fairness, I did add a D10 by accident, too. To <laughs> okay. That was on me. Uh, <laughs> and I rolled pretty well. All right, it is Pink's turn. Coming up next... I think we might have missed me. Yep, we did. Sven, it's your turn. I'm one ahead on the counter. I apologize. Motion that along. Uh... Who looks worse between red and pink? Give me a perception check. All right. Uh, that'll be 27. 27? Yeah. Yeah, that's certainly good enough to know that the one who has been getting roasted and attacked by you is in worse shape than pink. Sweet. Uh, I'm going to swing on red then. Let's uh, finish him off. Do a little double slice. Uh, that'll be 22 to hit. 22 is a hit. Got I, I forgot to do something with his last action and I'm kicking myself for it. It'll be 13 points of damage. In front of him and I didn't raise it. 13 points of damage wipes him off the map. Nice. Nice, dude. Uh, following through then to pink. Uh, that'll be 20, uh, 23 to hit. Yeah. 23 is a hit. That's with all your, that's all, the, all your negatives? Uh, no, this is still double slice. Right, double slice. My yep. goodness. I'm right to Paizo. Um, That'll be seven points of damage on pink. Talk about how overpowered this or, uh, Eight points of damage, sorry, eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. Uh, and now I will take the penalty swing. Probably not. Uh, that'll be 16 to hit. That is a miss. All right. And now it is his turn. And he is going to take his first swipe. He just got hit by a little druid behind him. I was all excited to swing at Morgan. And then Ben puts down another one. <laughs> and then damages him. Yep. And there is only one reasonable course of action, which is to stab out at the fighter with my trident. Hurt people hurt people. No, exactly. And it's 19, which misses <laughs> Ben and certainly hits the tiny druid behind me. Most, most likely, yeah. Yep. The second swing, he is going to come around and strike <laughs> out at the druid. <laughs> at a minus five. That is going to be an 18 to hit Merganzer. That's a big old miss. Oh! <laughs> On the druid! And that may have been his last action in life as he raises his shield to increase his AC for the next full round of assaults coming at him from the entire team. <laughs> do we want to get this guy... Hey, guys, serious question. Do we want to try and get this dude to surrender? I think that's I what mean, Druk's going to try to do. I'm kind of yeah. curious Well, it's Druk's turn, so we get to watch that happen. We've also got the mayor for information if we need, so... Yeah, I think similarly to... Um, to um, Nemia uh, a, a while ago, Duke's gonna keep the enemy in his sights with his bow drawn, but he's gonna be like, 
Hey, um, you might want to put your weapons down. We don't want to kill you necessarily, but Make we will. yourself. <laughs> but go on. <laughs> you gonna roll? You gonna you gonna do something here? Yeah. So I guess I would hope that that would be a diplomacy check. Yeah, let's call that a diplomacy check. Let me see. Or are you doing diplomacy or are you doing intimidation? Um, I would prefer to do diplomacy. <laughs> then yeah, make it diplomatic, baby. I uh, rolled a natural two on the die, so that's seven. Does that does that work? Yeah. In what way do you fail this check? <laughs> what goes wrong with the way you were talking? Do you think that it actually comes out more intimidating? Do you think it comes out just kind of lame? Like what? How do you fail this diplomacy check? Yeah, um, I think he um, he's got his bow out and it's drawn. Like I think he comes across as as actually more threatening than anything else. Yeah. So that, that's what happens, I think. Yeah, absolutely. That totally makes sense to me. Diplomacy check is, I think, one action. One, yeah. It's certainly how we've been playing it. You got two actions left. Uh, does Do they respond in any way? He says, you're going to kill me anyway. You're going to kill all of us. No, I've got Gojra on my side. No, no, no. I don't trust you. No, 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 no. All right. I think, I think Drew Gold raise his hands up and, and, you know, put down his bow and be like, no, I mean, I'm serious. We, we won't hurt you if you put your weapons down. Um, and that'll be his turn. You can make another diplomacy check with that. Yeah. I'm going to say that doubling up on it, I, you know, you know, free, normally it'd be a free action to drop it. Let's say that it's like a move action to like very deliberately put it down and like show that you are being peaceful. And then, yeah, I'll give you another diplomacy check with with that and that that makes sense to me right Drew recognizes why he failed and is trying again after disarming himself that i think that that that's a fine reset for me all right here we go uh four on the die this time so <laughs> he kicks his sword into the guy's yeah. foot Ow. So you you accidentally look at sven who has his blade <laughs> yeah. hammer right above like like i'm putting this down but like you got him Right. If it yeah. doesn't go well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. The party, the party doesn't quite back your motion, as it's clear that he could be killed at any moment. That is the end of round three. The top of round four. The professor, it's your turn. You got a big flaming sphere over there. Please hurry. Covering of over a barbecued and bludgeoned corpse. What are you doing next? The professor is. Um going to uh, attempt a, uh, a diplomacy check. Diplomacy check. While sustaining the uh, spell. So the Flaming Spear is still in play, but he's not moving it. Okay. And I'm going to do the charisma check before I play it out. Okay, don't give us the result. Play it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rudy made a very big and positive face after the dice. <laughs> Well, it's just because if, if my improvisation sucks, it should still pass. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, the professor, um, while maintaining the flame, says, Your comrades have fallen. There's no need for there to be any more uh, charred corpses in this room. Surrender now and explain yourself. Please? And uh, he's like starting to sweat a little bit because of the, the heat from the flaming spear. And that was a uh, 27. Uh, a 27? Holy shit. All right. So you see him behind this shield, 
trident up, you know, imagine like the the soldiers in 300. You got through. He heard you. Yes. What do I have to gain from this? Why, why would I stop after the things we've done to the things I've seen? You, they're all going to kill me anyway. Why, if you let me go free, you let me go free, I'll, I'll get out of here. Well, we certainly don't want them to get at you. Uh, please, uh, you can start by... T- he's still maintaining the sphere. Uh, you can start by throwing down your trident. And you won't do nothing to me? You won't bring that flaming ball over here? I can't impress on you enough how important it is that you do this quickly. I... Please. All right. One second. I've got to roll some <laughs> dice. <laughs> He's reaching, he's reaching! (laughs) 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 You get through to him. It was a hero sandwich, not a trident. You get through to him, and he drops his trident. His shield is still up. He's scared. But he he is almost dead, bleeding from numerous wounds. Now, explain yourself and why you're beating this man. We were told to. By who? By the one in charge. Okay. Do not tempt me. (laughs) going to need to be more descriptive here, friend. By the one who is going to see you all dead. By the one more powerful than anything you can imagine. Okay, so we smoke this guy, right? By the one bringing blight unto this land and he dodges around Sven and throws himself into the flaming sphere (gasps) immolates falls we're out of initiative holy cow it's a strong character choice let's see if it works out for him (laughs) (laughs) with the tenacious defense (laughs) Sam's gonna have to make a new character now I mean I love the role play but (laughs) (laughs) Jeez Louise, he sure was scared of whoever gave him the order The mayor, Jay Aber, is slumped, unconscious With a cracked skull in the corner of the room Three of your enemies lie dead at your feet We will find out what you do next Oh, Next week Oh, Oh, Jay Aber in the fire, that's not the first order of business (laughs) Number one (laughs) Fun Fun seeing these level three characters taken out for a test drive. Especially you two casters. That's looking good. It's looking good. (laughs) All right. See you later, guys.